Welcome to Psychopath in Your Life. This is episode number 47. And today I'm going to do a new segment that will kind of appear at times here. And I'm going to call it Kitchen Table Chat. And by that, I mean that we're just going to have some loose talks about things because sometimes I receive emails and different things that maybe don't fit into one category to talk about, or maybe it's other random things that I've been thinking about, or maybe some psychopaths killing people in the news. I mean, there's just different things. So welcome to Kitchen Table Chat, episode number one. So today... A few podcasts ago when I was talking about the latest kid killer in Florida, and here's the thing. People are tending to criticize because there's this fear of saying anything about a kid. Well, first of all, this guy wasn't a kid. I mean, he was, what, 19 or so? So, And in these kind of situations, you always have to look for, oh, look, there's a squirrel part of the conversation. And by that, I mean that... We started hearing conversations and it was things like, well, we're going to make sure that you have to be 21 to buy one of these assault rifles. Well, okay. But then you have to look at most of these killers have not been under 21. So that's a, look, there's a squirrel, run over there. And so it isn't a matter of age. It's a matter of accessibility. It's a matter of what we are as a country. I mean, really, um, let me preface this before you start thinking, my God, she's one of those loose liberals that's coming after my gun. I really think if you want to have a gun, that's okay with me. Just be safe about it and know what you're doing. Make sure it's not going to turn on you. And if you have some crisis going on and somebody breaks into your house and you become killed because you had the gun and the guy that broke in didn't. So just be careful if you have a gun. Now, do I believe that We should just have willy-nilly however many guns people want? No, of course not. It would be impossible to think that the founding fathers of this country were really thinking of assault weapons. It would be just, they would be just the Houdinis of, you know, future predictions. We have an issue, and the issue with psychopaths is we have a real definition issue still. We have this, this shyness as far as not wanting to say what they are. And, you know, I think the last one that we really were calling as psychopaths were people like Bundy and Gacy and those people. And we seem to have fallen off track here over these years. And we're becoming more reticent to say who they are. So we do it by words and we do it by actions. And all of us are complicit as long as we sit here and don't say anything. So like it or not, here we go. Do I think that guns kill people. No, it's the people. And no, I I don't agree that, you know, the old NRA thing that nothing better or what is is it than um, nothing can stop a bad guy with a gun than a good guy with a gun. Well, really, I mean, let's think about where we're going here. And if you're part of society, which we all are, I think it's about time we started talking about how this evolution of these killings begin. And really, if you take a look at it objectively, There's criteria for serial killers. It's, what, three to five, depending on who you read. Well, when you go out and do a mass murder, I would have to argue this is, in fact, the same thing as being a serial killer because you have killed multiple amounts of people. So how do we get here as a culture? Well, we get here by denial. We get here by not wanting to look at the signals. We get here by pushing it off as somebody else's problem. And... These are entering into some scary times and people think, well, why are you so worried about it? 
Well, I think as a member of society, we should all be very worried. Very, very, very worried. And here's why. Um, if you look at, let's, let's say, the, the, let's, let's talk about this kid killer thing for a minute here. If you look at the statistics, more guns seems to be the American way of answering a problem. We want to play, there's a squirrel over there with all these other details. But we don't want to focus on the fact that we possibly got there because of the guns. And so we've given them access. So we've created a new version of the budding Ted Bundys in society who now have access to assault weapons. So then we say, okay, well, let's let's arm the teachers. Really? I mean, I kind of thought people got it teaching because they love kids. Can you as a teacher imagine gunning down one of your students? And somebody brought up an interesting idea on the Jimmy Dore show. And it was, the logic was there, okay? For example, you may not have a psychopath kid, but your kids are going to school. They may encounter psychopath kids. You as an adult may encounter psychopaths in your lives. So how do we start calling them for who they are? Well, first of all, people always say, well, I'm not going to get killed. Well, I don't know. If you you know, it would be like saying, I'm never going to, I choose not to be around psychopaths because I certainly don't want to increase my odds. Because when you don't have a conscience, it's hard to predict into the future, is this budding psychopath going to become the next Ted Bundy, stalking around universities, grabbing and killing women? Is he going to become the next Ponzi scheme guy that bilks billions of dollars out of just tons of people over time. And so there's lots of ways these things can take us down. And so let's get back to this gun thing. So the latest thing is they're like, well, let's arm the teachers. Well, really? I mean, we heard that after the um, movie theater shootings. We hear that after every shooting. Let's get more guns. And do you really think in a movie theater, if a madman comes in there shooting an automatic weapon, that if people popping up out of their seats with guns is a safe approach to the situation? Of course it's not. Then you, then you have to look at the odds. Okay, let's say that, getting back to the Jimmy Dore show, he brought up this 1% people being psychopaths. Well, you know, I've always argued against that 1% to 3% number, but let, let me just, in the in the effort to try to present this better, let me say that, let me agree that 2% of the population are psychopaths, okay? And so with that 2%, let's say that at the school in Florida, let's say that there's 2,000 people there in that school between teachers and students. So let's say, let's go with the 2% number. Of the 2,000 people... Statistically, just broadly, maybe 40 of them might be psychopaths. So isn't all this kind of throwing oil onto the fire? I mean, isn't there some way to stop all this? And I think the first step we need to take is let's start talking about it. Let's stop running and hiding. If people that have written to me said things like, how could you call him a psychopath? He's just a kid. Well, here's the thing. I can say a lot of things, but I also say them based on years of dealing with parents of psychopathic children, observations. There's specialists that I talk to. There's a lot of people that won't come out and say what I say. And I'm here to say that we have to learn to look for the observations. And there's always a pattern there. These kids do not pop out of the sky. When we when history goes back on all these killers through history, I mean, everyone down through history, but let's just bring it back into Ted Bundy on, okay? All these killers have patterns. They all have either disturbing things that were hidden about their past or disturbing 
behaviors that they exhibited as children that went on to disturbing behaviors as adults. So as long as we keep closing our eyes and saying, it's okay, um, that's over there. That doesn't affect me. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's going to affect all of us. And as long as we keep having this hands-off approach to talking about these kids that we're raising in this country, and I'm, you know, there's we don't own the um, market on psychopaths here in the United States. What I think I'm going to observe here, just because I happen to live here, is that we do own the market on certain things as far as being disconnected as a society. We own the market on our ability to be distracted by, there's a squirrel over there type of conversations. Um, and with all that distraction, what we're doing is we're allowing the next uh, more lethally group, lethal group of psychopaths to emerge. And is that really where we want to go with all this? Um, we've already found out that 80% of the people here want regulations, okay? So really, we're being mobbed and controlled by 20% of the people, well, okay. So then you break down that 20% of the people. Just because somebody's in power has been telling you all along that guns are good and, you know, let's pull back all the restrictions on them. Hey, what do you end up with? You end up with a society in chaos. I don't understand how parents today can send their kids off to school knowing these little psychopaths are running around and there's nowhere to turn. There is nowhere to turn. So there's many ways that we can start to readjust things. But first, we have to start by talking about it. We've got parents who are suffering. They have nowhere to turn. We've got insurance agencies who are dictating how long these kids are put away for. You know, imagine as a parent how long it takes to decide that your kid is a danger to not only your family, but to society. So what steps do you take? Well, like Dad of Rad, who posts, who I interviewed as Jack on the show, said... It's everybody's responsibility to start pointing these things out. If you see it, name it. If you see it, talk about it. We can't keep thinking that because as a kid, we shouldn't engage in these conversations. There is a way. And the interesting thing is, even when we have an opportunity like this to define who this kid is, I bet we'll never hear a diagnosis. Never, ever, ever. I've seen with words how his defense team is starting to minimize behaviors because words have a big impact. So they're starting to do things like they're referring to him as a child, a child who was upset by his parents, but the child who was upset by his mother's death. Well, okay, because we're at kitchen table talking, I'll tell you what my views on that were. My first reaction was I wondered what role this kid played in those people's death. I mean, his father died young of a heart attack. His mother died of pneumonia. I can tell you 100% that any person who's a victim of a psychopath has severe stress issues to the body. They have severe PTSD issues. So did the mother get a cold that evolved into pneumonia and death at 50 years old or however young she was? I mean, there's a possibility. So I didn't bring it up because... I know that it might be insensitive to parents and people, but, you know, it's it's something that we need to talk about. Um, I would say that chances are pretty good. So anyway, so the feedback I got was, well, calling him a psychopath doesn't seem right because he seemed to be upset about the death of his parents. Well, take a look at how this is all going. This is all the behaviors I've been talking about for close to a year now. They want to spin you off the center. So they're going to take the 
um, I mean, the kid hasn't been around all these years and not learned how to try to trick people, okay? Um, he's just not as skilled as, let's say, a mortgage broker who takes down the economy. Also, could be referred to as a psychopath. But anyway, so all these actions that are done by people without a conscience, that's what they are. That is what they are. So anyway, so, you know, there's this disconnect. It's like, so obviously this kid's learned something in life because he's learned how to start using that victim card. So now people are like, oh, he had such a terrible childhood. He was adopted. Both his parents dropped dead. Wonder why that happened. And then all of a sudden there's this empathy that this poor distraught kid, you know, not all of us had um, picturesque childhoods. Okay. And not all of us had everything, but you know what? At some point you have to say, I got a lot of strength because of being so screwed up as a kid. By, by adults in my life. And you know what? That's okay. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life worrying about my parents, but it's really something that does, I've noticed in society, it elicits this sympathy and empathy that maybe, maybe we're not, maybe we're not putting in the right place. Maybe we still should be talking about our sympathy for that dead mother who died of pneumonia that that kid was raised by and the father who died of a heart attack early. How, how can we start to switch this into sympathy? At the risk of sounding very cold, because we're right around the kitchen table, I don't have an ounce of empathy for this kid. My sympathy is for the victims. You'll never hear me saying, oh, the poor psychopath. Let's not call him a psychopath because he's just a kid. I mean, he had a bad life. He had parents. He had a lovely home. He probably had everything he wanted. He drove them to their graves. But yeah, let's not worry about the victims. Let's talk about this poor psychopath. Sorry, that's not going to happen here. And if history shows us anything, we're at a tipping point. So God bless the kids in Florida, and I'm with you 100%. 